Wait, did you hear? <gasps> no. We're diving into the juiciest celebrity profiles of all time. I'm Beatrice Hazelhurst. And I'm Ivana Ryder. This, this is Uncover Girl. I live in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. Famous for street walkers. There are a lot of girls working the work in the street, wandering out and about. The way that they are always so put together, like they're walking, you know, five miles in a full little outfit, little short skirt, it's cold out there, and heels. And it's made me think of something. <laughs> I believe if you're wearing sneakers, and I don't mean like a fun streetwear sneaker, I mean like an athletic shoe, Mm -hmm. you are invisible. Yes. If you don't have your hair done, you are invisible. Yeah. The minute you put on a heel or your hair has been, I don't know, blown out, straight, whatever, styled, you are suddenly visible to all and maybe too visible to all. But this this is the conundrum I found myself in where I hate to be seen i hate to be perceived when i'm in my little sneakers walking from a to b but it's like the minute you put on a different shoe suddenly you're attracting the attention of everyone in the in the nearby arena no you know what it's actually insane that you say this (laughs) because i recently had an interaction that humbled me with a trader joe's um employee oh he was do you know okay I love the Trader Joe's experience. I feel like, you know, there's always something going on in there. Something yeah. fun. It's busy. The parking lot's always hell. It it puts you in your place in like a good way, I find. It really reminds you of the seasons. I'll tell you that much. Yes, exactly. Very seasonal in there. It's all we have in LA. It's yeah. just the Trader Joe's products. Telling tell us. us. Yeah. It's fall, <laughs> <Yeah>. girls. <laughs> Pumpkin everything. I know. And I saw this employee and I was sort of like, oh. <gasps> oh my gosh, like that's a beautiful man. Kind of like cool looking man, nose ring. And I was like, wow. And I would not want that. No. And I was coming, I looked similar to how I look now, which I am in a full sweatsuit. (laughs) No makeup on. Gorgeous, natural. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized as I was checking out, because I was sort of like, oh my gosh, wow. Like what a cutie. Yeah. That not only did he not see me, but he never looked up to see me like he never even like his eyes did not leave the products and then I was like have a great day and he was like okay and I was like whoa I know that this would have probably gone different because I the like sweet girl that was behind me was fully done up in like a cutie little outfit very different interaction that's my dream interaction though oh no it was perfect for what was happening yeah I never I never want to be perceived unless I'm ready to be perceived but sometimes I'm over perceived it's like I really didn't anticipate the fact that I would put on a two inch block heel and suddenly I'm like an American girl doll like strutting across the street everyone's like who is what is that especially I mean LA is so casual like Mm -hmm. famously casual Honestly, today, I got a compliment in the coffee shop in this wool sweater. I love it. I totally, it makes sense to me. Well, it's one of your colors, for one. And I, I've heard that's like, that's how you know that it's one of your colors is because people are always like, oh, what? you look amazing. But I've never had this. Two cool guys, fresh from tour. I was listening to them talk. They oh. got in from Europe last night. Wow. I know. Turn to me and go, I love that sweater. Where is it from? I thought that's a bold question. All of us here that's are shopping so vintage. Yeah. All of us here are... Pulling from eBay. 
We're not shopping retail. No. But it just so happened. Levi's did give me the sweater. Our dear friends at Levi's. Thank, thank you for you all you do. Thank you so much, thank you, for all you do for us. Thank you, Kristen. We I love know. you. We adore you. And then there is also a medium perception mm-hmm. where you have kind of tried, but not really. Like your yeah. hair is slicked up, but there's no makeup. You're wearing like a baggy corduroy. I don't really like to be seen in that context either. I don't really know if I like to be seen that often. No, it was so liberating, I have to say, to just be able to scoot, scooch on by. Oh, no, yeah. no chatter, no, no complications. Just like I'm here to buy the edamame and go. And this is why I think I could never live in a small town. Like I see my I mom. Know. My mom. Okay, first of all, mayor, yeah. mayor of my hometown. Scene. So very, very capital S scene, very visible. But that woman is shackled to a look every day. Like oh she is putting God. together fits. She will never go out without a red lip. If I'm showing up and I'm washed, it's a good day. Yeah, I've done enough. I've done enough. She is red carpet ready at all times. I don't know. It's it's so top of mind, I think, because of where we live. But I often think of celebrities getting papped. And I'm like, it's just so hard yeah. to be visible. I agree. Oh, my God. A small town. Dude, I imagine. don't know if I can. You walk Every into the grocery day. store. Hello. Oh my, look at you. You're the only person I run into in this town. You and I are always <laughs> running into each other. I'm just showing up at the same breakfast spot and being like, hi. Wearing the same outfit we yeah. wore yesterday. Unbelievable. Just let me live in privacy and peace. I wish there was a way in which you could just communicate that you're invisible right now. Well, it's like how sometimes in my high school when someone would be in a musical, they would go on vocal rest that day and they would wear a sign around their neck saying like, do not speak to me. I'm on vocal rest. That's good. It's like the expectation is gone. Then everybody's just like, bye. I don't know about you, but I also feel guilt when I see girls I know aren't being seen. Mm. Like I will notice girls like who have no makeup on. It will occur to me. I'll be like, oh, the acne's out. And then I'll be like, she's trying not to be seen. Why are you seeing her? Beatrice? Divert your eyes. Yes. Look away. That's not for you. She's just trying to get by. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's like I see these girlies out on the street every day and I'm like, my God, you guys, like it's a lot of work. And I get that that's part of the job. Presentation is probably a key job requirement, but it's a lot of effort. Every day you go out ready to be perceived by the world, ready for the world to just drink you in. That's hard work. I make a commitment to myself like once or twice a year where I'm like actually what's gonna happen is that every day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna put on an outfit I know I'm gonna do my makeup that lasts three days and then I'm like this is crazy oh I could never do this I actually early pandemic I really tried to uphold that really well I just moved in with Chris we were in a new relationship oh my god of course so I tried to look good and I tried to wear sets and I tried to like do my hair in some way like I'd plait them or my hair yeah and then I just had to let go. No, of course. It's too hard. It's it's too hard. And I think he was also kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this for? And I was like, I just like doing it for me. And it's like, of course not. Of course not. No. Every Friday in quarantine, I straightened my hair and did my makeup. Oh, Isn't that crazy? That's, that's, that's really sweet, actually, to know. <laughs> As that a like point of somewhere difference. in the world, on a Friday, Beatrice is out there just searing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your hair is so beautiful, but I also I would love to see it just for fun, like how it dry. How does it dry? 
I no, feel like you have beautiful waves. I've seen your hair. No, it's been keratined wow. to the end of the days. So, uh-huh. but it was just big. And this is what I also have to talk about is Dua Lipa's new red hair. Right. It's, I knew you'd have thoughts. Well, it's very high school box dye red is my first. And I, I hate to say that. I'm never, I, I hate to be a hater and I'm not a hater, but when it comes to red hair, I feel like I'm in my lane. I'm in my division. I'm yeah. ready to talk about it. Helly Bailey, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Great color choice. Yeah. Not too bright red. Beautiful burnt sienna auburn. Dua Lipa right now, it's kind of giving maroon six. Like, I just don't yeah. quite know. It's a little bit off brand maroon, but that's not what's bothering me. It's the fact that people don't realize when you have red hair, it's already a lot. It's mm-hmm. loud. It's big. It's making a statement. It cannot be worn with an outfit that is also big, loud, making a statement and be curled unless you're going full. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I know it cannot be curly. I literally was showing Chris pictures yesterday and I was like, this is my nightmare. These photos of Dua Lipa are my nightmare that my hair would, because what she's doing with her hair right now is my exact natural waves. Like it's what my hair would look Mm -hmm. like untouched. And I was like, this to me looks so unkempt for this reason. And she's pairing it with an enormous floor length fur. So even if she's out in jeans in the street, because obviously this is the era, this is the album, it's still done. She's being paparazzi for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's not working for me. Oh my God, I've never thought about that. But I have to say, I think that you may be right. I'm right. I'm right. Because it's just the difference between like, oh, you're in like a formal gown or you're going to prom in terms of like, okay, I'm doing big eye, big lip, big earring, big hair, big dress, big. Something needs to win. Something and something needs to be like sleek so that the things that you want to shine shine. Exactly. It's and you have to choose like everyone has to choose. It's why people slick back their hair rather than. I'll give you a great example. Carrie Bradshaw season two long straight extensions. Yeah. Outfits got a whole lot louder. Even louder. Oh my God. Versus the main. You with the, need to write a book. <laughs> a thesis on this. This is fascinating. But remember when she had of the course. little gray mini dress and the aviators with the huge hair. Yeah. And the next season she's back in a crop top, a low rise skirt, striped. Yeah. With a belt, with a paperboy cap. And then the hair, it's slicked. It's in a slick side ponytail. And that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Think about it all the time. I cannot wear a little like tweed Barbie suit and have a big wave. And you know what? This applies to me too, because I, for Halloween this year, yes, wore like a floor length oh, true. see-through thing. And I really think it only worked because I had straightened my hair. If it was huge, mm. for Halloween maybe, but it would have looked like a costume. In life, Oh, it would have been very Studio 54 yeah. without the straightened hair, for sure. I mean, it was I, an incredible outfit, but yeah, the sleek hair did really I, pull it all together. It well, did. then it's like, then you're looking at the dress. You're not looking at like the huge, oh, whoa, I need to do a case study on Carrie in terms of what I'm wearing. No, have a have a real look. Go back through the seasons. Yeah. When oh she my looked- God. No, you're so right. All the insane outfits, like the ones that we all remember, the belt over the bare midriff, mm-hmm. it's like pink and polka dotted, the like insane fanny pack to the side that's and the, the low, one yeah that's the, the one gauchos. I'm about. yeah i know exactly the one you're talking about could only be done with, with straight, hair. straight hair also length plays a huge i'm so sorry that this is this I've, is a podcast about hair i've completely overtaken it with hair but it is length as well like it's not quite flowing and dark like her last 
look and which it's, I love, which I love. I know, and it's not short and fashion girl. So short fashion girl length can go with literally anything. It's there true. is nothing you can do wrong. You are totally freed by a very blunt shortcut. But when it's long, it's got to be tamed. I literally just wrote an article about how there's no hair binary anymore. How like we should feel free by yeah. the concept of like what's fashionable when it comes to hair. And now I'm eating my own words. Damn. I know. I mean, proof is anything. It depends on the day that you catch us. It's so true. I'm like, anyone can do anything today. But tomorrow, I'm like, don't you dare. In the words of Jacob Elordi, we're truly publishing our thoughts now. I know. When they change tomorrow. When they change tomorrow. (laughs) I think what it is with hair, the secret there, is it has to just look intentional. Because like a big, beautiful, Mm. natural, curly moment can be amazing if it doesn't look like you are trying to tame it down or it's like if it's supposed to be wild let it be wild if it's supposed to be sleek let it be sleek but it's the in-betweens and I think what you're describing as Dua Lipa is the the in-between it's not that she's like I'm embracing my natural pattern it's like I'm doing something but it's sort of in the middle of two things yes It's all in the middle of a lot. It's a mid-length. It's a mid-color. Oh, Mm. my God. This is where mid must have come from. I know. It's one of the scariest insults I can think of. Oh. Mid. Mid. Ah. Being called mediocre. I would rather be called anything else. She's fine. Yeah. I guess. Oh. That one's tough that on the heart. Tough. That's tough on the heart. No, we were watching Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have. It's, yeah, Love Island with a lot of alcohol. Yeah. There's this girl on it who's a previous bachelorette, Rachel, and none of the guys like her. And I was like, do you know what it is? Anywhere else she's a 10, but here she's an eight. Oh. And she is surrounded by 10s. Oh my God. And the guys are literally just looking from her to the next girl, to the next girl. And are just like, well, this girl is the hottest woman I've ever seen on the planet. And this girl is the girl I would talk to in a bar. Mid is contextual and subjective. Like of it course. changes from environment to environment. It's so true. You obviously saw the influx of people calling Margot Robbie mid. No, that's brutal. A lot of incels were like, she's just mid. (laughs) But it's replaced the word plain. Yeah, which is also bad. It's all in the same family. I'm kind of obsessed with plain. Plain. Yeah. If it got back to you that I called you plain... I don't think you could ever really call me out on it. No, it's true. You're protected somehow. I used to say the word niche all the time, which I think Mm. I've spoken about, but I'd be like, oh, I went to the party. How was it? It was niche. It was a niche time. That gets back to the the host of the party. What are they going to say? I hate that girl. She called me niche. No. There's nothing wrong with that. Technically. Technically. Technically, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Plain. What? Okay. It's interesting to think about how we'd all respond if things got back to us that were said about us. Yeah, actually. Would you want to know? Just like if you could have a transcript of what people say when you're not in the room. You would have to clockwork orange my eyes <laughs> to read that. I I know what people are saying when I'm not in the room. I feel like. I, I don't Wait, let's so. both say. What we think people are saying yeah. when they're not. But bad. We're talking. Or bad. We'll talk, we'll talk bad. No, yeah. We're not. Imagine we're talking about like, would you want to know if someone told you that you were magnetic and wonderful? Yeah, I and like- <laughs> okay. I think. And I think to be fair, it's 70% bad to good. Because as a society, we love to bitch. We love to gossip. Like, it's just the nature of the game. And it's also healthy for us. We don't talk about that enough. That 
it honestly sometimes helps. I think when you're working through something with a friend or going through like a funny period, it really does help sometimes to just talk about it out loud. It loses all its power. It's way more powerful and scary inside your own head. Absolutely. And then you tell one person about it of like, yeah, this weird thing happened. And then you're like, well, okay, I feel actually better now. It wasn't that weird. Okay. The things that people are saying when I'm not in the room. Yeah. Kind of a lot for one. Mm-hmm. Bad. Bad. Um, I think a lot is the nucleus and then all of it. I actually don't know the anatomy of an atom. We are but not I, I just, and we've I, never claimed to be. I just went down the road that I had to furiously reverse on. Yeah, we're <laughs> using a metaphor of something that is like completely unclear to us. Okay. I think, but I think that is the core of yeah. it all. It's like, it's a lot. I feel like, you know, maybe like, it, mm. I think she thinks she's better than she is. Would probably be one. Like, mm. oh, like it's, like, it's all about her. Maybe. Mm-hmm. These are the things I think about even when I'm editing the podcast. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Ivana is speaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go. Okay, I think definitely a complaint, which people have come to your face. To my face. People have come to my face. Late, Late. and flighty. Like just like unreliable, hard to pin down sometimes. Okay, because I overcommit myself, Mm -hmm. and like that's come up with a few friends now where I like I've like double booked myself for like so much better. I've like really, really been working on it Mm -hmm. in a way that like before I was quote unquote working on it, but it sort of meant like that I would leave at a time that like if nothing were to occur and I could like teleport to my car and then drive on a carless road then i would maybe make it on time now i'm actually like why don't we deal in the realm of reality and leave at a time that allows you like five minutes of oh maybe that you hit a red light and right give yourself some leeway exactly so that one and then i think maybe um i think for you it would be a backwards compliment of like just like too nice too nice too nice yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. or like i don't feel like i really got to know her yeah because she was performing and niceness yeah Yeah. definitely definitely too nice it's a it's an ongoing theme of friends mistaking my niceness for weakness where Mm. they're just like i can do anything i want to this girl and i'm like no no i remember i i know when someone is being shitty to me yeah using you yeah yeah um that said i that's recent <laughs> didn't always know and i feel like maybe it's tough i it's really hard to think about yeah i know my bad qualities but i don't know if everyone sees them to the extent that i do i can be kind of unemotional especially in the midst of like a ser- like a conflict or something that's that you're involved in that or? i'm involved in where i tend to go into like the analytical part of my brain right because i don't like anyone to see me cry and then i think it can come off as like cold sometimes when i'm like i hear that and i understand and like i'm taking accountability for that but sometimes that's not what people want to hear sometimes people want to kind of see you get on your knees and be like oh my god what not even that i think you this is not that you're involved in but relaying things to you i think because your nature is you are so kind you are so compassionate and empathetic and you see things from different sides that if I'm telling you something and I want you to get riled up on my oh, behalf, that's exactly you, it. You don't usually. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like. <laughs> no, I agree completely. If I'm trying to bitch to you, it's hard to get you on the level that I want you to be on, which is like <gasps> in the mud. And I, I need to be better at getting in the mud because it's the people closest to me where I, it's like, why on earth do I find it necessary to be like, well, maybe they meant well. Yes. And it's like, it, that's not what we're hear. talking about right now. <laughs> like, that's no one wants to hear that right now. Of like, oh, but like maybe they were in a rush or, you know, maybe the person who 
almost mowed you down in traffic was like maybe his pregnant wife was in the back like my mind works this way of like no one could ever be intending yes harm and for that reason often i come to you with raised stakes yeah so i do elicit the response i'm looking for from you but you've been very good this week thank you because i came to you not necessarily a conflict but with a, a grievance of my own with another yeah. friend and i expected you to pull me back from the cliff totally i thought you would lasso me back in instead I riled you up. You riled me up. <laughs> I, ca- I think I came to you with a very like, when people show you who they are, believe them, you know, like, and yeah. I know, like, I know this, I've learned this. I don't know why I'm letting myself feel this way when I've known this, I've known this for years. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, 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 sometimes people break your heart twice. Yeah. But it's been a big lesson to be less solutions oriented because when someone is in an emotional moment they just want someone to listen to them and like be their partner in crime for that moment you also want the authenticity of someone who of course genuinely feels the same way that you do yeah but you've no you've been very good this week and i wanted to circle back to this internal conflict i've been having over like a relationship that i have yeah and you said something so poignant that i feel is necessary to repeat on air because i think that everyone needs to hear it oh my god whoa yeah, I'm honored. No, truly. I'm like, shaking. Re- <laughs> it was something along the lines of like careless people can be careless with you. No, I just find that and I've run into this in friendships before. It's like when you take it personally sometimes of like, oh, this person is being very careless of my feelings or like thoughtless about me in general. They're also doing that usually in all other aspects of their life. And so you're usually not the only aggrieved party. It's mm-hmm. like also all the other friends have stories of like oh this person was very careless and thoughtless to me like during an important moment in my life or like you know that's possibly the most liberating thing you could say to me because yeah the nature or the proclivity to take it personally is so real yeah that to step back and look at the bigger picture and be like okay fundamentally this is who this person is they don't really change I mean I think I have such a problem with comparison but in the sense of I wouldn't do that Oh, I. If it were me, I would do never act like this. Yeah, and I know I've got to let that go. Expectations are resentments under construction. Like you cannot hold other people to the standards that you would deliver on. Exactly, it's like a made-up metric. It's Mm -hmm. just like your internal metric of your values and how you would like to act in any given situation. It would be impossible to communicate that to someone, and also it's just. The way that people behave have nothing to do with you. No, like, so true. 10 times out of 10, yeah. not even nine times out of 10. It's like nothing to do with you, everything to do with them. They're just thinking about, they're just in their own little brains. I know. Yeah. And there's so many factors at play. Yeah. It's been a, a lesson that I've had to learn this week, which has been somewhat inspiring. Oh, I agree. I feel like that's a lesson I've had to learn this year. Even when you have the best intentions, you can still unintentionally hurt people. And I feel totally. like at the beginning of my life, like, because as someone like seeking perfection and niceness at all avenues Mm -hmm. it's like no I couldn't possibly because I'm always so aware and trying so hard but it's not your fault it's not about you it's like it's not about you and I'm getting better and better at that as I age I think it takes a really long time I feel like that really hits its stride at like 35 I gotta believe and I think that's why you're just kind of like, fuck it, all through the 30s. But the plot twist is it's always about you. <laughs> I know. Fuck this girl. Fuck this girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is to mature. Yeah. It's not fuck this girl pointing to oneself. It's fuck that girl pointing out. Guns no longer pointed to the temple. No. Twist them around. Hello to my little friend. I know. <laughs>
Okay, well, what's inspiring you? I must know. This is going to be such a funny pivot. Okay. Uh, because... Shifting gears. Shifting, shifting gears. gears. Trousers. <laughs> Stop. Trousers. Really? Yeah, that's my inspiration for the week. Okay, I was thinking about this. Your inspirations are always... Items. So random. I know. Never real life. Well... I'm like, what else could I Last say? Last time it was like tea. Tea? Like, oh, yeah. there's always <laughs> something so incredibly niche. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I could go back to the drawing board on this. No, no. Let's play it out. Well, I, I'm i experimenting with trousers these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As a means of finding my personal style. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've been, I've been at sea. I've been at sea and I'm about to be at sea even more because I'm about to be in winter and it's hard in Wisconsin. Certainly not the fashion forward capital of America. No, no. In fact, like there have been a few items that I was like, I cannot possibly wear this. <laughs> like this would be something that I would be perceived in a very big way. Your sheer beaded dress. <laughs> My sheer beaded dress, fur coat over. Me going to like the local curled hair. Curly hair. <laughs> there it is. Full circle. Full. And I have curly hair, so I have no control over that. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm trying to I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to find myself through trousers right now. Have you landed on a rise? Hi. 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 <laughs> okay. Hi, Rise. Hi. Okay. You know who's actually been inspiring me is one of our former podcast guests. Not guests, but subjects. 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 <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, her recent street style. I think that's what I'm going for. Like a quiet luxury. A qu- yeah. Elevated. And it, like a, a trouser with a t-shirt. Cute. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm liking it. You can't go wrong, really. Yeah. Yep. I love that. So that's me. I think that's an interesting point. I want to ask more of my friends. I go, who is your go-to person you look to for inspiration? Like I have people that I will literally, I should be on Pinterest more. No. Okay. A friend of mine just did a mood board and I was like, wait, I need to do that. I know. I need to do that today. Because I'm at sea. It seems like homework. I know. For (laughs) us, especially. I I know. But no, I, I will like look at. Suki Waterhouse. I will like search up her name to just see what's going on. It's really hard that she's Your outfit the other day was very Suki Waterhouse, I felt like. She loves like a coat. Like you were wearing that really beautiful suede coat with the boots. Oh, oh, oh. That felt very like in the wheelhouse of like Laurel Canyon. Thank you. Oh, I loved it. You looked amazing. That one was thrown together. Really? Yeah, it really was. But I'll tell you what. Someone did ask me if my pants were Tom Ford Gucci. Oh. And I said, no, that body by Victoria's Secret. I mean, which better? <laughs> did I tell you I bought two velvet suits? Exactly no, the same. you did not tell me. Wait, should I get, should I yeah, reveal get them? Yeah, get them out, reveal. Okay, I cannot on. wait to see them. She's getting them now. She's walking. Luckily, our studio is in Beatrice's closet. So wait. it's very easy to access. Oh my God. Okay, one's coming out. Oh my God, the second's coming out. Okay, we're looking at exactly two body by Victoria's Secret. They're, suits. they're amazing. That they're was, amazing. One, exactly the same, a gorgeous like royal navy. The other, a wine drunk maroon. Can we wear them for our holiday party? Can yeah. we show up together? Yeah. Matching? I bought them an emotional blackout. That's, how, that's where all purchases should be made in the midst of an emotional blackout. Retail therapy is therapy. No, it is. That's the problem. I've started to conflate men's sports gambling with retail therapy. Well, once you get on like the real reels and the Poshmarks and the Ebays, it is that. There's You're no just going like, back. It's like I'm only as good as my last great 
when the rush just dissipates so quickly. I know. Okay. Well, okay. speaking of rush, oh, speaking yeah. of sports, sports, men, men, speaking of sports and men and men, competitive, competitive men, men. hot, hot, hot men. men. We didn't reference hot men. But no, no, no. But sports, we'll that in sports there. will play a big part in this profile. Kind of. No, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. No. Uh, we're talking about Zach Efron. We're talking about Zach Efron. Have you heard of him? Star of High School Musical, uh, which is the era that we are coming back to today for his famous, famous, famous hanging in every girl's bedroom in the world. In the world. Zach Efron, Rolling Stone, 2007. So we're going to obviously post this cover. this cover. Yeah, of course. As we, As we do. do. As we do. This is the most paradigm shifting zeitgeist changing cultural reset cover that anyone has ever seen yeah it's zach efron bang swept to the side so tan so tan white t-shirt pulled up white t-shirt pulled up white t-shirt pulled up hand on the heart oh and big like beaming smile it is so hot it's it's a perfect cover it really makes me feel kind of sick because the man's 19 in this wow. the man is 19 at the time of that cover was shot very young wait very can young. i pivot really quickly yeah, to an course. important important newscast no this isn't we're interrupting with breaking news have you heard <laughs> about sean mendes the cult yes do we do a special episode i think we need to yeah. i think we need to stay tuned for that i agree i think we need to uh, we need to figure it out he's allegedly joined some sort of self-help group i think called the mystery oh modern mystery school yeah and they provide services to the public and behind closed doors for those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to hear which from able-bodied people is everyone (laughs) spooky for sure spooky like i just want to want to look after that boy you know he's our boy i know he is he's grown a beard and he canceled his tour He's just like sitting in Malibu with his new girlfriend, also part of this. Look at him rocking back and forth, cross-legged with a beard and a cardigan. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, no. I don't like to see that. Oh, gosh. (gasps) It's like they're having kind of a a kumbaya. Yeah. But without But like a psilocybin kind of vibe to it. Yes. I would have to guess there's a mushroom (laughs) that's been ingested there. There's some sort of psychedelic. You're not grabbing the sand like that usually. No, they are rocking back and forth. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe he's totally fine. Maybe he's totally fine. Maybe he's just truly finding himself he's a young man he's 25 like who hasn't found themselves we can't save people from their own journeys trudging on cannot wait to get into this one okay yeah i'm gonna briefly set the scene here because 2007 as i'm sure you're well aware was an absolutely insane time for pop culture britney spears famous meltdown shaved her head anna nicole smith died the sopranos ended it was just an insane time an insane time for celebrities and pop culture everyone was melting down the Lindsay lohans the paris hiltons the nicole richie group was just out on the town at all times i only realized upon reading this profile they were all the same age Lindsay, zach are exactly the same age no yep olsen twins exactly the same age oh my god Britney, like three years older. Paris, like three years older. Like they were all peers. Yes. Oh, 
but it's referenced in this I know. profile of like sort of the worry for the young starlet or young star. Mm-hmm. And Zac Efron was a huge moment in this time. I mean, High School Musical, I cannot tell you the impact it had on the culture. I mean, I remember watching it live and I remember same. knowing that I was watching history happen. I felt live before me. Yes. I was like, this is incredible. Nothing has, I don't think any material has had that kind of effect on me. No. To this day. No. And millions of people tuned in. Like the numbers were record breaking. The people who watched it live, the people who rewatched it. Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron were launched into the stratosphere. Was it a TV movie? Yes. What? It's a TV movie. So it never went to theaters. No. Whoa. That's not what happens usually with a TV movie. No. Usually they're swept under the rug and no one speaks with them ever again. Yeah, and instant stars of that entire cast. Yeah. And so Rolling Stone catches Zac Efron as he's sort of like on this ascent. He is adorable. He's 19 years old. He's just been in Hairspray and he is beloved, like all American boy in every conceivable way. The headline to start it off there the new American heartthrob. While teen stars crash and burn around him, he whistles show tunes and works on his gold game. But can he stay boring enough for Disney? It's written by Neil Strauss, who is also known by the pen name Style, and Chris (laughs) Powells, which I think is fabulous. I love that that's what you led with when you walked into this room this morning. You were like, did you know? Did you hear this? (laughs) Did you know about this? It's giving banks as in Tyra Banks. I love it. I love it. He's an author, journalist, ghostwriter. He's written all around town. And I think that he has rendered Zach beautifully here. He asked the right questions. He gave us everything we needed. And on that note, I feel like I'm just going to dive in to how the profile begins. Yeah. So the profile opens. This is my favorite place to eat breakfast. Because you don't see the SUVs with the blacked out windows here, Zac Efron says as he sits at a greasy diner in Toluca Lake, California. The name is Patty's, but don't tell the paparazzi. Efron is wearing mirrored sunglasses and a brown knit hat, which in the summer sun is making him sweat. One of the rudest lines ever written. <laughs> the, that, to call out the beanie wearers of the time. A which crucible. Every man. I know. <laughs> it's like, this, is, this was every boy. To say that you're wearing a scarf, but visibly sweating. It's like, you fool. (laughs) It continues. He hasn't had a decent shower because the hot water in his nearby two-bedroom apartment was shut off today. As long as I stay boring, I think I'll be fine, he declares. So that's your strategy for success? Neil asks. Just stay boring? Yeah, seriously, he says. I'm going to try. I've never done an interview like this before. I'm still so new to this. It's literally a one in a million chance that I'm here. Okay. I wanted to touch on something that I think about a lot, which is the reference to the food and beverages consumed by a star when you go out with them and then you profile them. There's always a mention of what you're eating. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, what was it? Like a broth? Uh, I don't know. She was like, she brought like an organic homemade broth. It was very on brand. The fact that he is at 19 ordering scrambled eggs and brown rice i know i think that sounds horrible very foreboding yeah i think it really shows the journey he's about to go on with 
the body image stuff. Yeah. Because my God, that is a rough breakfast. Yeah. Just like a complex carb it, and a protein. It, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's oh. like trying to put on muscle. Yeah, not even a damn piece of toast. Come on. Come on. Little scrambled eggs and toast at least. You're 19. I know. I know. I know. Just be young. Just be young. I recently interviewed Carmen Electra and she ordered a room temperature water. And I did think, why room temperature? I've heard it's good for the gut. Oh. For people that are into Ayurveda, like a cold water, cold drinks of any kind, it's sort of like that does not serve the body. So wow. room temp everything. Ideally warm, but room temp is fine. It's very chic to have a drink like that. Like she doesn't like coffee. She doesn't drink soda. God. So room temperature water is her drink, like beverage of choice. <laughs> I know. A monk. I know. Sometimes now I go to bars and I actually panic about what to order. Oh, me too. I have no idea what to order anymore. I feel totally in the wind. What is that? I don't know. No, I, I go through this all the time where I just lose myself. I ordered a martini the other day and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm wasted. And I don't actually know if I, I don't like know. I don't know if I like the taste. I know. I'm going to a happy hour today. And I actually thought- What are you going to order? Yeah, it was like, maybe I'll get a whiskey on the rocks. And then I thought, you no. don't like whiskey. And sometimes I, I will order that. And then I'm just kind of like this. I ordered that at your birthday. That's what I drank at your birthday. A whiskey on the rocks. Why? I don't know. I should have oh. just gotten a margarita. I think a margarita is the safest. I'm going through a Cosmo phase right <gasps> now. But because they're so delicious, I drink them too fast. And that's too expensive. Bad yeah. for my body. All the things. I've actually never ordered one. It's too delicious. Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. It's juice. Yeah. But then I'll have a Negroni and Negronis are so delicious and so alcoholic. Yeah, they are. Again, a lethal combination. Might as well order a Long Island iced tea while I'm at it. it. Is it gin and tonics? Is that what we should? Oh, disgusting. I I also, I'm not into them these days. I just, I I don't like it. I don't like a tonic. No. It's a lot of sugar and it's still tart. Yeah. Don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense to me. Bitter. April spritz, it's over. It's over. It's done. It's winter season. It's too cold. It's too no, cold. I actually th- and I was I went through the hardest phase I've ever gone through with any drink this summer with the Aperol spritz. Yeah, and, you really. But it in. does feel like it's done now. I, I can't know. order them. I know. So it's like, what is left? Like a wine? Okay, headache. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Beer? Pick me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An IPA? Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. There's nothing left for us. So Zac Efron. <laughs> But Zac Efron is very wholesome. Like he is not on oh my the hot stuff. And he's also referencing, speaking of drinks and bars, he's like, I'm not like those other girls. I'm not like the Lindsay's. The tabloids these days are blowing up with, you know, scary pictures of way too drunk young stars. And yeah. he is like, that is actually not me. He's so straight edge. It's crazy. I know. And everything he's been in has been like the most wholesome. As Neil writes here, this absolutely took me for a spin where he like recounts you know high school musical disney channel song and dance movie about the unlikely love story between school jock efron and brainiac transfer student vanessa hutchins but unlike say ratatouille high school musical has no double entendres visionary artistry or adult appeal i think that's a tough call to make i we'll get We'll get back to it. Okay. It's not even bubblegum enough to be enjoyable at an ironic level. It is plain vanilla, no sprinkles. <gasps> it's the type of hormone drain, rebellion-free, idealized teen fantasy that parents want their kids to see. The lovers in the movie don't even kiss. Oh, yeah, they do. 
don't like a million interrupted moments exactly and their kids are seeing it tens of millions of them i think this may be the reason that i didn't masturbate in my teens oh my god (laughs) it's high school musical no of course it just totally created my personality and i was like no room for that no ken doll down there yeah no no feeling This is a brutal read in High School Musical. To talk about Ratatouille as if that's the edgier film, which I mean, it sort of is. To use Ratatouille as the comp. The barometer. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And also Ratatouille is like the litmus test for cultural. Are you edgy or are you not? Are you Ratatouille or are you High School Musical? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone sound off in the comments which one you are. Okay, there's not a single uggo that's Ratatouille. No. Prove us wrong. Well, I I mean, I feel like there's some edgy ones out there. Oh, they're edgy, but they're not going to choose Ratatouille of a High School Musical. No, of course not. No. Of course not. One no. movie the rest of your life, Desert mm. Island. It's Troy well, and Gabrielle. Of course. It's love. It's choosing love every time. Okay, wait, this next paragraph. He says that kids who like Good Charlotte seem geriatric in comparison to kids who like High School Musical. Okay, Good Charlotte a year before, yeah. a year prior. And I think you can like both. Yes, I'm sure many people like both. Yeah. Because I was probably in... When did the first one come out? 2006. 2006. Yeah. Which was also the year we've talked about at length of the May Day parades, the Panic at the Disco, the Green Days, the, you know, it was, they were all running hand in hand and two truths can exist at once. I was 10 when the movie came out Mm -hmm. and I remember loving, I feel like that is maybe his point is just that it resonated with not really teens, but it resonated with children. (laughs) Like babies little like pre-middle school middle school yeah like all that age group i don't i say no i disagree because no it definitely resonated with high schoolers too my sister would have been 16 and she loved it she loved it of course she loved it. well i love it now so what does that say is that nostalgia though could be or is that real cultural analysis find a 16 year old today who doesn't know about it show them the movie see how they feel we do it what is high school musical on rotten tomatoes okay let me look wow not good oh geez 5.5 imdb 67 rotten tomatoes feels too low way low Oh my god, people are reviewing it as recently as two years ago, a month ago. What are they saying? I can't see. This movie was a cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) It shows the struggles and realities of being in high school. The storyline between Troy and Gabriella was a little cheesy, but overall it's good. And Ryan and Sharpay were great characters. Wow. That was a month ago. And you can take that to the bank. I bet that was a 16-year-old. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh my god, the first question, is High School Musical okay for 12-year-olds? Your 12-year-old has already seen porn. Yeah. Oh my god, of course. (laughs) Hard porn. Keep it moving. Yeah. Your 12-year-old was an iPad baby. Yeah. Let it go. They've seen things you've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) Cue up a little HSM. Like, it's gonna do them some good. Gabriella's hair for me was a oh an absolute shift. Just, oh my god, it was everything. Uh, the little bow, headbands, yeah, the tendrils. Come on, I know. get out of here. No, it was everything, and it's clear that it was everything. Wait, are we reading reviews or is that enough? I think. Do you have any pulled up? No, I, I think no, it's I good. actually find them. I, yeah, they're hard to find. It's been a long time <laughs> since 2006. I was going through the archives. I would love to read a New York Times review. You know what? We'll find some pullouts Let's and we'll that. post them. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're great, we'll read them at the end of the episode. But I think it's all, I mean, it's a cult classic, obviously, but I think it's all canon in the same way that Freaky Friday, Princess Diaries. Yeah, like it's feel good, young people having adventures in the world. Exactly. It's right. amazing. But 
that said, Efron is sort of described here as the movie's most reluctant star. Okay. Because after the film came out and became a smash success cultural moment, the cast went on tour without Efron. The cast was all offered record deals. Efron declined, which I think is so bold. If I had to hear the high school musical songs anymore, Zac Efron confesses, I probably would have jumped off something very tall. Damn. Damn. Tough to talk that way about Disney. I know. When you're still on the payroll. You're 19. You're just fresh off. I know. But he's untouchable. I think that's the... I know. He was too big to to tear down. But... Neil makes it clear that it's not that Efron isn't grateful. He knows that High School Musical was the reason that he's a huge leading man now. It's just that, honestly, in the first movies, he wasn't even really allowed to sing. Out on the all, on any of on it. On any of yeah, it. Yeah. The first movie, he lip synced yeah. someone else's songs. I and mean, then now they're premiering High School Musical 2 and he's singing on that. Yeah. But which has the best song. Totally. Of all time. Bet on it. Bet on it. Oh, my God. It's good. So God, it's good. Full reenact me. I'm ready to go. I'm re- I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's so no intense. Bed. Oh, when he goes, not gonna stop, not gonna stop till I get my shot. <laughs> it's just, it's so like I felt something deep within. I honestly, I I have to say that this left me admiring him because he sort of talks about the reason why he didn't want to do an album at the point that he was offered one. He was like, "What? Am I gonna make something good? Like a true portrait of an artist? No, <laughs> no. Like that's not me. It's like." Would it be good, though? Probably not. No. I do love this description of High School Musical 2. A summer country club where a class war ensues. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the that's East exactly High kids what it to, is. <laughs> the East High kids go to a summer country club and a Disney-fied class war ensues. This guy has clearly been tasked with interviewing a teenager and does not care. No, it's perfect. It's exactly the kind of actually aware person that you want in the room with Zac Efron as he ascends to fame <laughs> and Zac Efron kind of says that he doesn't like cocky people he describes himself as a regular dude the whole celebrity thing is kind of awkward for me I feel like the kid that snuck into some party and shouldn't be there every morning I wake up and I'm like I don't know what I did differently yeah and a big part of that is because unlike a Miley Cyrus, let's say, another Disney breakout star of this time he really does not come from a show family him pursuing the arts is sort of totally by accident. His parents heard him singing in the back of the car one day and were like, you kind of have a knack for that. He came from a pretty strict family. He grew up three hours north of Los Angeles in like ranch country. Yeah, I've, I've been there. Oh. Where, where Grande, where he grew up. Oh yeah. my God. And it is. It's literally just wide open mountains and horses. Like there's nothing wow. there. God, this state is so beautiful. I know. There's so much here to see. And um, that's why the Texas is so high. I know. It's true. so he had a very very normal upbringing homework video games strict parents got grounded for little things and it clearly gave him a sense of work ethic and i don't it's interesting it's very all-american teen i find it interesting how neil describes him smiling never too busy always on politician type because I want to clarify something that I've said on an earlier episode. A lot, a lot of you DM'd me to ask who the comedian I was talking about. And yes. it was Matt Reif, <laughs> who pretty immediately after we recorded that episode got in a lot of hot water for a lot of different things. Yeah. And a few of the uggos were outraged that I would find him attractive. I will say he had such a similar quality to what Zach has been described as here, which is like... 
he was so kind and so nice and so earnest and so on that now in hindsight, upon better reflection, I see the politician-esque quality. Like I went down a rabbit hole watching all his interviews after that to just kind of gauge what he was like with me. And he, he is the same type of person. Like if you want to see, there's a Jimmy Fallon interview and every time Jimmy is speaking to ask him anything, Matt is just staring, like wide open smile, full teeth, like <laughs> waiting, waiting for his question. And it's so interesting. It's someone who is been training for this. And it really occurred to me in the aftermath of the interview, but I just wanted to come on here and say that because I've had some, I've had some raised eyebrows in my Instagram inbox. You couldn't have known. You yeah, couldn't have known. I mean, whatever. Like, I think the the joke, there's been a lot worse out there from a lot of other comedians. I mean, jokes are jokes. I think the, the biggest crime was that it just wasn't funny. Like, yeah. it just wasn't a funny joke. But yeah, it's just interesting to see someone like Zach describes the way he is here, which is like, there actually, and I think this is why I was so shook by Matt, there are actually aren't many like straight male celebrities who are able to communicate that effectively, mm-hmm. to make people feel like they're genuinely engaged, they're truly interested in them. It's not a skill they all have. Absolutely not. And a lot of them are thorny. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, they feel like they're gracing you with their company and not vice versa. There's no sense of like gratitude to be there with you. And I think that for Zach, it plays a big role that he did not grow up in like a very privileged, like Hollywood-esque thing. Because you can feel that from people also. I think it makes a difference if you've been mollycoddled or if you had a strict household. Yeah. Because his parents were, sounds like they were rough on him. Yeah. Where it's like, you're expected to do things in the way that we tell you. Yeah. He like cut his hair and lied about it and they grounded him. Yeah. That was the scale for punishment. Totally. They though, they're the reason his career began. Because they put him in piano lessons. They were like, we see some promise in you. And then he started auditioning for little musicals. He was in Gypsy. He was in Peter Pan. His director in Peter Pan when he was a child said, the first time I met him, I said to myself, this kid's going to grow up to be Brad Pitt. He's probably the most charismatic little kid I've ever met. He then became a regular in the plays and how he like loved the dynamic of being like backstage and like goofing around and talking to girls. And when... A straight man is in a theater-like situation. Their hotness is completely moot. You are not seeing what is there. It's like, it's a simulation. It's like you are superimposing Brad Pitt's face onto this little young man. On 11-year-old Zac Efron. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously it's so few and far between to find a, a straight man who can sing. Yeah. And is capable of commanding an audience. It is the only reason Ariana Grande ended up with SpongeBob. I know. Totally influenced by the environment. Like, there's nothing like the stage. <laughs> there's nothing. For an, for an ago man to get the most beautiful woman in the world. No. And the backstage atmosphere, oh. the stakes are so high. Dangerously It's liaisons. so horny. So horny. In a theater setting. For sure. And you're such a rarefied commodity when you're a straight man yeah. in that setting. Like, it's interesting to hear, like, Zach is like, yeah, he always had girlfriends and they were always the hottest girls in school. I know. He it- talks, some of the quotes here are so funny. Him being like, there were some really cute girls that played Gypsy and Baby June. I was like going into seventh grade and girls were new and interesting. So when you're backstage with them 24-7, things happen. Things and it's like, happen. things happen. 
What happened? You kissed on the lips? Like, what? Seventh grade. What is that? 12? 12. My first kiss was backstage in seventh grade. Wow. That's My on first brand. kiss backstage. Like, right before I ran on the stage and no. performed. Yes. Yes. They've got to get this in before the curtain yeah, rises. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. It's cra- the energy back here is crazy. That is hot. Yeah. It's hot. It was. It really, really it's, was. Yeah, it's summer camp. Like, yeah. it's a totally, like, insulated environment. Like, you're in a vacuum when you're in. Oh my God. And that guy went on to date every girl in the school. Of course. All of my best friends. All of us had our first kiss with him. Wow. Can you believe that? That's special. She had <laughs> I know. It was collective, the collective, the community. Do you think. When Ethan and Ariana rap Wicked, there's longevity there. No. I think it's it That's would be the tough. the thing when the production ends. You think they're going to grow old together? <laughs> you can do the splits. Well, it's a helpful. That, okay, okay. It's a good skill to have when you're elderly. That flexibility. It's true. Mobility is everything, <laughs> as we know. Keep stretching. Yeah. But... Jesus I Lord. I know, but like Zach was truly like, I can't even imagine being 11 no. and acting and having someone like Zach in the orbit. I would lose my mind. No, 11 year old Brad Pitt. As, yes. as was also reflected by the director of the play. Yes, yes. Did he just say that? Yeah. Yeah, he just said he's going to be Brad Pitt, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh His like God. old director from childhood productions. <sighs> and then from the musicals, he started going to LA for little auditions, little parts, little things. His mom would drive him. And again, with the sort of actual real life stakes on the table, his mom was basically like, okay, if you don't get a job within a year, I'm done driving you. Yeah. Which is not how everyone handled it. You know, Emma Stone's parents famously like moved the entire family to Los Angeles. Like so many little starlets had that experience. Mm -hmm. Zach, it was like, you've got 365 days to book something yeah i don't care if not just give this whole thing up and thankfully he did he booked a little role on csi miami to Summerland. he booked another like kind of made for tv movie he booked a regular those procedural things he played someone that was on an operating table apparently he brought the tape and he showed it to his teacher which then showed it to everyone in school and he was it was did not go over well okay this is a lie I've caught him in a lie here. Oh, my God. He says he brought in the tape of his cameo to show his teacher because his teacher asked. No way in hell. The teacher You're right. does not care. You're right. He said, I'm bringing my tape to school. Show and tell. Show and tell. Yeah. And then everyone made fun of him. And it's time for all you fuckers to know who I am. Yeah. And then everyone made fun of him and then he regretted everything. Of course. You're completely right. And that is, of course, alleged in case this team comes for us. But I also believe that that was a lie. What teacher? Yeah, no, it's true. It's being like, let me take hey, this. <laughs> last time I saw your mom, she mentioned you had a guest star spot on CSI Miami to Summerland. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you bring that in? I feel like I need to show every period. Only when the bell rings will we stop watching that. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, so funny. It's devastating to know. It's, it's so funny because so much of this profile is focused on his like early early life, life yeah because he's only lived a few years yeah he's only a couple years old <laughs> an infant then he books high school musical and obviously his entire life changes immediately but he also just seems like a a very self-motivated man mm-hmm. in that man boy at this time now he's a man they go and they play golf together which feels very 
you know, I'm profiling a young star and he is good at golf and he's like giving tips, but he's kind of having like a tough game. And then we kind of see how he's competitive where he keeps hitting the balls into the trees and he's kind of like, damn, it's like the guys hanging is very much the vibe towards the second half of the profile, which is very funny and sweet boys on the town yeah they are boys on the town and then we kind of get into where he is in the present day Mm -hmm. so he's living by himself he's also just done hairspray so he's worked with like you know john travolta and amanda bynes amanda bynes i know go listen to the amanda bynes episode yeah and um he's living by himself in like a two-bedroom in north hollywood which the writer kind of makes it seem like is cause for worry, but he's very chill. He doesn't even have a fake ID. He doesn't go out. No. He's living on a mattress on the floor, which is kind of bold. I wonder how much High School Musical paid him. (laughs) At 19, he was so competitive with himself that he can't really enjoy this game of golf with Neil. He says he's never really enjoyed a game of bowling because he's like too competitive. Too competitive. And... Yeah, he's just kind of obsessed. He says, I always tend to lean toward the mindset of being more productive, learning and trying to better myself. I wish I could get out of it sometimes. Aw. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Like to be 19 and have that outlook. Pretty self-aware. I mean, most 19-year-olds to our earlier point are just like getting fucked up. Yeah, and throwing up like in the street. Yes, exactly. Which is lovely. You know, it builds character that too. But he's also really not taken by the tabloid Hollywood world. He talks about how like the paparazzi are kind of annoying. He knows people that are his age that are dealing with scandals and he's just not trying to do that. Okay, he says something about Matthew McConaughey. Okay, okay. this quote, I tell my me. favorite quote of the piece. Okay, I go, I go, go, say. go, go. He talks about how his secret is having fun in private and he is like never trying to be out on the town being like loud, proud and being wild. So he says, a lot of the problems you see people having in this business is that it becomes about their personal lives, not about their work. He continues, Matthew McConaughey has single-handedly funded the tabloid magazines for the past two years now. If he would put on a shirt and just get away from the beach, maybe there would be a few less paparazzi around. <sighs> Zach! It's so ironic. He's allowed to like, be on the beach. Zach <laughs> is never with a shirt on and off the beach. No! That's so funny. That call him out, called out by name. Matthew McConaughey called out. <laughs> also, to come for Matthew McConaughey of all people he, at this time, he's like the leading man. Yeah, I just watched him last night in Interstellar. He was amazing. Last night, what? What? I just watched him last night in The Wedding Planner. Get away from me! Get get away! away. Me. Get away from me! Oh. Oh my God! It's always this with oh us. It's always God. this with us. How how did the wedding planner hold up? How was he? Not good. His little spectacles. Actually, Chris walked in and goes, "Not a good time for him." Oh, <laughs> that's when you know his hair was really too thinning. short, and yeah, yeah, his hair was thinning, and then I think he got it back. I've actually heard him talk about regaining. He got off like the Rogaine, and then he like found another way through. Amazing. So he fixed it, but he wasn't his best in that yeah. moment. He looked amazing in Interstellar. Yes. I gotta say. He was over the hill by that point. Yeah. Through the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then here is when we, of course, get into Zanessa, which is Ooh, Zac yes. Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, the relationship that had everyone in a chokehold. When asked about her, he says, the weird thing that no one expects about Vanessa is that underneath such a sweet girl... This Gabriella type character is a very, very sexy woman. I don't think anyone was prepared for that. He pauses and then adds awkwardly as if he said too much. So that's just a humorous thing. 
Wait, he said, so that's just a humor. Yeah. Whoa. I know. (laughs) Neil goes on to say, then something odd happens. Without even being asked about Ashley Tisdale, his other co-star in High School Musical, he begins talking about her. Since we started High School Musical, you watch Ashley grow up too. She's maturing and turning into a very, very pretty girl. It's just funny the way that everything works out. Okay. What's up here? What do you think happened What's up here? I think Ashley was into him. He turned her down. He went for Vanessa. And then he's like, oh, well, I thought she was an aga and turns out she's kind of hot now. I think he smooched them both. Okay. I think he's with Vanessa now. Right. But he started to get awkward that he revealed too much talking about how she's sexy, which does um, suggest that they're probably boning. Yeah. And so I think he like in an attempt to like get away from that was like, I'll also talk about Ashley and then it'll just be like normal. Like I'm just complimenting both of them. You know, Vanessa's super sexy. Ashley's really pretty. Maybe that's just how I talk about my co-stars. And I think he just thought, like, I'll normalize it by talking about them both. I'll throw him off the trail. (laughs) That's so real. It's like when you have a crush on someone and you try and work their name into every conversation. Yeah. And then you go, those boys, like, his roommate. His roommate, too. His his roommate, too. That crazy. Yeah, and his his brother's a cutie. Yeah. It's like, wait, now you just seem insane. Yeah. No, I think you're onto something here. I think that's I think that's what it is. And then, of course, that is when Neil spots the commitment ring on his hand oh yeah oh yes and he says i'm not even gonna say who it's from this is just a ring from a friend that i got commitment is way too weird a word for me right now i'm wearing it for a friend (laughs) yeah what is a female friend he's wearing a commitment ring for a female friend but he doesn't subscribe to the term commitment too intense for him too intense for him right now so a friends with benefits ring i guess right a coaster that you smooch with ring. God, those kids should not have been given out rings like that. No. Oh, they the loved rings. a ring back they then. They loved a ring. I wrote a profile on the Jonas Brothers and mentioned their purity rings and the publicist cut it out. Unbelievable. Like they didn't want to relive that part of history. Well, I understand that. I think that when we own our pasts, we are free. I agree. We have to. And we've got to free those boys. <laughs> free them. Free the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Kevin stays free, to be fair. He's... Yeah, it's so true. He's been free the whole time. <laughs> that's, the, the whole that's the whole bit. My favorite boy. But this is really where we end. It's like on this funny, which makes so much sense because really, I'm sure the question on everybody's lips at this point is, are they dating? What's going on? Him and Vanessa, tell me more. Yeah. So no, he waits until the end to feed us that little piece of juicy gossip. No, it's so smart. I'm noticing a lot of profiles from this time did the same thing where they yeah. really tried to keep people reading until the very last page. And so all of the, yeah, the, the juiciest, most like tasty, meaty tidbits were like shimmied into the end. Yeah, exactly. We should mention in this moment as well, he is, or he's maybe just repped 17 again. Oh, yes. Which again... Huge impact on me. Oh, yeah. Huge impact on me. Getting out of the car with the leather jacket, pressing the key remote to lock the door. Whoa. Aviators on. The aviators were really his look. The like reflection-y aviators. Yes. And no one else has pulled them off other than Tom Cruise in like 1988. So true. It's so true. Everyone just wants to be the girl in the reflection. Oh, (laughs) 
but so few of us are. Because of this, of course, people hate him. Because he's so hot, girls love him, boys resent him. The way it ends is basically talking about the fact that online, there are countless cruel comments being written on blogs, in online forums, but he never reads any of those things. I know, he's so good. Smart. Very smart. smart. and normal. He's like, I don't go, I don't read any of this. And he found out that at his cousin's school, there is a club. And the club is called I Hate Zac Efron Club. He says... I laughed hysterically when I heard that. I laughed because if there are people out there devoted enough to make a club that hates me, I've got to be doing something right. Ooh, it's a good attitude. It also is very funny to me because it's sort of like, <laughs> like there's been no controversy. There's been nothing here. Right. It's not like Tom Cruise. Scientology. Scientology. Eyes wide shot. Really intense. Divorce with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Sorry. That's a big allegedly. That's a big allegedly. But it's. I know. We're getting kind of loose with the lawsuits. No, I know. I know. (laughs) Big allegedly. But. Yeah. Probably true. Probably true. I know. Very true. Scary though. So there's really been nothing. So it's so funny for him to be like, yeah. Hairspray. I'm sure I got a lot of haters from that, but I must be doing something right. No, it's so cool. Yeah. How cool. And it really, you know what? It really pulls us back into where we opened this episode. We thought, we considered, we gave real time and space and energy to the things that people might be saying about us. Yeah. And then we let it go. And then we let it go. We could all learn something from Zac Efron, I think. I agree. Especially at this, at the wise, wise age of 19. Obviously, now he is older. Yeah. He's about to be in a huge A24 movie with Jeremy Allen White. The Iron Claw. The Iron Claw that follows a family of wrestlers. And he looks pretty hectic, I would say, these days. Yeah. He looks very different. Yeah. His explanation is that he shattered his jaw and got, I think, jaw reconstructive surgery. Mm. I don't, I mean, yeah, there's something about the bones in your jaw. I don't know. I read something. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but like it can keep changing over the years after you've had surgery. Like it takes so long to settle. You can look different than you did five years ago, but it is a different man. Yeah. Like that's a different man. I know. Because technically at this time we are catching him in adulthood. Like I looked different at 19, but there was obviously a trace of me now yeah you would recognize oh for sure yeah and i mean you know the dreamy eyes are still there i would say i know there was a lot of speculation about plastic surgery and fillers yes if i was going to be a skeptic yeah i would say two things maybe taking steroids overdeveloped his mastectors because sometimes you can't control which muscles steroids builds so when you talk when you chew he may have just steroid face which is like a puffy uh, look or you know it could be a lot of jaw filler just to really square that out again this is me skeptical yeah just pondering just pondering just thinking out loud positing food for thought it really just could be that he shattered his jaw yeah and aged yeah totally and he just looks different now yeah which is totally fine. I like to think that I'm improving with age. I like to think that too. May we all improve with age. I know. How terrible to be like, yeah, 24 peaked for sure. <gasps> no, I, I think that doesn't happen anymore. Well, no, we've just got too many techniques at our disposal. I know. I know. I worry for the girls that started filler like filler at like 18, what that will look like at like 50, you know? I don't worry about that. I worry about the girls who 
stigmatized aesthetic treatments yeah. only to hit 38 and spiral oh totally yeah or the people that did threads i feel like there are like a couple where i'm like what will the old face look like because we mm. have so much science at our disposal now that we've never had before where it's like you know we look at the real housewives and like those women have been doing botox forever and now they're doing a million well, facelifts yeah. yeah but it's like our parents' generation, what that like 60-year-old person looks like versus what a 60-year-old person looks like now in LA. And we're very influenced, obviously, by where we live. Yeah. And I think for that reason, we're pretty laissez-faire, a little bit like YOLO. There was a girl years ago, I remember telling me, because I started getting Botox, saying, I'm never going to get anything because I want to be the person that says, like, I never got anything. And I said, okay, but who is ever going to ask you? Who are you ever proving like that just to? Just making sure you've never gotten anything, yes. right? You're just going to look worse than the girl next <laughs> Now, I mean, now she has Botox and filler. I've gone back and forth to you on many occasions about a boob job. I know. I'm like, when am I going to get the new breasts? No, I think also like the way that we talk about it, I think is like the healthy way. Mm-hmm. I think it's strange when you make it your whole personality to never get anything or when you make it your whole personality that to like, get everything to get everything. And I think like both don't serve you in the long run. I think it's like somewhere in the middle is right of like, there's no judgment on either side. Yeah. Everyone can just do what they want. Yeah. Do what's right for you. But don't make people feel weird if you're not getting it to be like, that's actually really bad. And I have to say the appeal of a boob job to me is never wearing a bra. I know. Backless tops, backless dresses all day, every day, never thinking about it. I you know. never have to like pull those puppies in or up. Perfectly predictable. Yes, <laughs> exactly. We love predictability when I it know. comes to the body. Do we not? <laughs> my lord that sounds good oh my god to wake up and know every day is the day can't even you've heard about the castor oil compressors compressors when you smear your stomach with oil and then you wrap yourself up like oh, a little of course. mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Ca- for, for castor oil packs. Yes. For period. For, or no um, bloating and gut health oh, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I need to try that. You know, the things we do. The things, the we, things do. we do for predictability. I know. They promised me this would help a little bit with this one thing. Exactly. One less thing on my plate. What? Yeah. I know the eyelid surgeries of a lot of celebrities right now at the blepharoplasties. Yeah. That's something that is truly shaking and haunting me because it's an insecurity I just didn't consider. I know. And how many of them have got it is insane. No, it's it's like a part of the package. For those of you who don't know, bleph is when they take out excess skin from your eyelids. So classic people who are rumored to have had it as like a Margot Robbie, a Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And what it ends up doing is making your eyes look really awake. Yeah. So as you get older, gravity hits, your eyes droop. And it basically takes out that excess skin. So they just are always kind of open and, and on. And you perfect. look a lot younger. Almond shaped. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to think about. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. But I mean, Zach, I mean, he's more or less been pretty good. I think he talks at length a few years after this profile about getting really lost in the source over the whole Baywatch body mm-hmm. thing. And he was just eating to look good yeah. in the gym for hours and hours and hours on end and trying to compete with the rock which is really tough to do obviously and uh and also most- like not everybody can look like the rock well you you cannot look like the rock without medication let's start there and for any men listening we do not want you to look like the rock or even have an expectation that you will yeah i don't like a man that's super shredded i don't love a six-pack to be honest with you 
yeah. does nothing for me. What's going to keep me warm at night? A, a marble statue? No. I agree. It's a crazy expectation. And I would understand also because this cover made the rounds, you always hold yourself. Like when I look at pictures, I'm not looking at pictures of Margot Robbie. The ones that actually send me on a spiral are the ones that me at 19 where I'm like, damn, that's a different girl. Mm. But in a good way or a bad way? A bad way. Like I looked so hot at 19? Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. Wow. So thin. Oh, interesting. Okay. 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 I would never compare my body to a celebrity's. It's like, that's ridiculous. That's their job. Mm-hmm. But where, and it, I think it's just like the perpetual, I was just talking to a friend about this who was like, I feel like I should weigh 120 pounds. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. None of us should. Like, wait, what do you mean? Of just like, that's the weight that I have in my head that like in high school I was oh, oh. 120 pounds. And it's like, yeah, you were 15. I'll tell you who else was 120 pounds in high school. Chris. Wow. He was 6'5 and 120 pounds. Oh my God. He was ill. It didn't look good on him. Oh no. Probably didn't look that good on No, it, I'm you. sure. It, oh wait, absolutely didn't. <laughs> no, it's one of those things. I think scale weight is also so moot. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. hilarious how moot it is. Yeah. Muscle weighs more than fat. So ultimately you can gain 10 pounds or whatever 5kg and look a lot better than you did 5kg lighter. Yeah. 10 pounds lighter. Do you like how I'm always converting? Yeah, I know for our international audience. I know, I know. That's why I refuse to talk about winter. I'm trying not to talk about winter. Oh, yeah. It's chillblain season. My chillblains are coming back. I feel them. What? I know. You know. You know I I get this. We struggled through them last year. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I such a mess? (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, look, basically what I'm taking away from this profile is that Zach Efron has the right outlook on pretty much everything in life. Do you want to meet him? Does it make you want to meet him? Oh, yeah. That's how our closing. Do I want to meet him? Do I want to interview him? How much time would I like to spend with him? Weeks. Months? Yes. I'd like to grow old with him. (laughs) 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 No, I would love love to sit down with him. Because he, he just seems like also a really fun hang. I do feel like he's a little bit too straight for my brand. I could not keep up on the golf course, on the basketball court. I, it would be fun dribbling? to do a little lifting session with him. I see that oh, he does that yeah. with the girlies. He really, yeah, he takes them for a little lift. He just did it with Vampire Diaries, Elena Gilbert. Um, Nina Dobrev. No, he just did one with Nina Dobrev. He Cute. put it to work. He had a, a YouTube series. And you would be able to keep up in a way that I think he would like have respect for you. And then you could get to the heart of his life. Earning Zac Efron's respect would really be a big thing. The only achievement that yeah. is worth anything in my life, frankly. Totally. Taking that to the grave. The cats can drown. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but it would mean a lot. It would of be course. huge. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you? I would love to meet him. I think it would be really interesting, really fun. I also feel like the straight man, it would be an interesting... It would be unexpected, I think, the whole time. I cannot imagine you in a room with him. With him. No. Me sitting like this, cross-legged. Yeah. I think he would really unravel his soul to you. I, I think so, too. That's the kind of guy that I'm able... It's like my first question is like, what's your relationship with your mom like? And I think he would like, fall in love with you. <gasps> Did you hear about the barista or whatever woman no. working at the cafe in Sydney when he was no. shooting? Oh, my God. It, I think it shook Australia to its core. Any Australian listeners or people currently living in Australia I'm sure know the story of he met this girl working at a coffee shop while he was in Australia for summer and fell in love with her and she literally had the fairy tale existence where she just dated Zac Efron for a period of time before life ripped them apart she got picked she got picked she literally got picked and just a regular girl 
Oh, that is the that's the fairy tale. It really is the fairy tale. I would love to see more of that. I Me mean, too. Jack Harlow was just talking about how he likes nurses. I want to see more of that. I know. Well, Riz Ahmed, you know, met his wife because they reached for the same charging port in a cafe. That's like plug in their computers. Matthew McConaughey and his wife. She was his bartender. No. Yeah. In like Columbia. Stop. Yep. She walks past and he was like, I'll have that's, me a bit of that. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. It can happen to anybody. Take that with you. I think what we learn from it is it's time to go back into hospitality. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Put us in a little apron I and send us on little, our way. I love my little diner waitress apron. Clark's diner was my diner. That's so hot. I know. You should post that. A little pic to the little Instagram pic. of you in an apron. I, have to, I don't know if I have any. It's got to be one. <sighs> All right. Go out there and catch yourself a celebrity. Go fishing. Yeah. Yep. You know, and not online, in person. No. I just feel like this is such a conflicting episode because we just started with never wanting to be perceived, wanting to move in public. No. As the Look invisible good wherever man. you go. <laughs> yeah. Stay on at all times. Full beat, cute little look. Who knows when Zach Efron might just walk into your cafe. And fall in love. <sighs> what a tale. The dream. Yeah, the dream. Uh, well, I love you. Love you. My heart throbs for you and you alone. <laughs> And the Igos. We love you so much. Please share this app if you loved it. Send us your celebrity crushes. Send us your celebrity crushes. Send us actually your requests, celebrity requests. Send us your social security numbers. <laughs> we would love to steal your identity. Those. We love those. <laughs> Any other gifts that you can think of, I will send you my address personally. <laughs> yeah, we're open and ready to receive. It has been so fun recently to read your feedback, to see us pop up on your Spotify wraps. We are so grateful. It is so crazy. We're a couple months out from like a year yeah. of Uncover Girl. I know. And it's huge. It's huge that you have adopted us to this extent. I mean, some of you, we're above fucking smartless. It's just insane. Yeah. It's insane. And we couldn't be more grateful. So thank you. And we love you. And just we need to say that. Tell your friends. Yeah. Recruit more Argos. <laughs> An army. <laughs> MLM. <I'm>, <laughs> incredible. We start one. It would be so fun. It would be so... Agos begetting other Agos. Yeah. Well, and we, you would be great at it. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not a doubt in my mind. That's it. I know. It's Enough. done. It's okay. done. Goodbye. Silence. <laughs> Uncover Girl is lovingly crafted by Beatrice Hazelhurst and Ivana Ryder. If you want to get even deeper under the covers with us, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash uncovergirl or follow us on Instagram at uncovergirlpodcast. Rate Uncovergirl, write us a review and share your favorite episode, Shawn Mendes, Rolling Stone 2018, anyone? And we will be your forever fans. Love you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.